Welcome back to the Zume Multiplying Disciples podcast, where we're on a journey to saturate the world with multiplying disciples in our generation. Tim, thanks for making time to join together on this. And today we have a little bit unique of an episode in that we want to honor and talk about kind of a life legacy of someone who was a Zume coach and disciple before he passed away. And Richard Ford is his name. And I never got to meet Richard, but I've heard just some really inspiring things about the vision that he had and just his life story and the way Zume was an integral part of that towards the end of his life. And so, Tim, you were his coach and in the Zume realm knew him best in working on Zume together. And so why don't you just share a little bit about who Richard was and this vision that he had? Sure. Well, glad to be with you uh, today, Mary. And uh, I do uh, will enjoy uh, sharing about uh, Richard Ford. Um, Richard and I met uh, over a telephone call. Uh, This was back in uh, 2020, just when um, Zume was beginning to explode, at least in my life. And uh, Richard was uh, a man who described himself as a political person. He was a person whose job was to develop voter guides and contact people and get the word out about elections. And a couple of interesting things about that was that he basically had a vision of doing that with every zip code, every county, every congressional district that uh, existed in the United States. Now, in the course of that kind of work, he uh, was successful enough at it that he was walking into the offices uh, of many, many very, very high-level uh, American leaders. If I were to mention their names, they would immediately become recognizable to the audience. And uh, the other interesting thing about Richard was that he was a very, very consecrated believer Uh, Very, very evangelical, very, very interested in seeing the Great Commission carried out. And so the Lord prompted him at some point to ask himself the question, well, if I can do all of this stuff for, uh, for the political system in America, why couldn't I do something similar for the Lord? And so he'd heard something about church planting movements And he began to try to figure out, how can I create a church planting movement? And he was doing research and he was getting frustrated because he couldn't figure out how to do it. And then he came across the Zume project online. And uh, he said, this is the answer to my prayers. And he called me up. Now, the last thing that you need to know about Richard was that Richard at this point was 78 years old. He was a victim of multiple sclerosis. He had been wheelchair bound for upwards of 40 years. And yet he saw himself 
as being a, a useful tool for the Lord in spreading the gospel. He is the last guy that you would think that would um, develop a vision for creating disciple-making movements. But here was a guy who was not going to let his disabilities disable him, but he overcame them in remarkable ways. Now, as he uh, already had lots and lots of uh, personal connections in his social network, he began by making contact with them, and he began doing Zume trainings online. And those Zume trainings online were very, very successful. In 2021, Richard was uh, really beginning to feel some health issues coming on, uh, but he took it upon himself to invite all of the neighbors in his neighborhood association, which included mostly young professionals and a few older people as well, and he invited them to a meeting out at the uh, local country club. He paid for the lunch. He um, uh, chaired the meeting. And he shared with them this remarkable vision uh, that I just shared with you. If I can do this in my professional capacity, why can't I do something similar for the Lord? Richard said, you know, I've got this amazing job. I've got um, uh, uh, lots of contacts. I've got lots of um, uh, opportunity to reach out for people. And so he invited his neighborhood association, everybody in it, which in North Dallas comprised uh, mostly uh, young professionals, a few middle-aged and older guys, uh, men and women both, to a luncheon out at a local country club. And in about a 15 or 20-minute time period, he shared with them about his amazing job and uh, about this amazing disciple-making process called Zume. And he did it all in about a 15 or 20-minute presentation. When he was done, he sent out or he gave out cards to people so that they could sign up and they could sign up at a number of different levels. Uh, one was uh, just to be interested in a community prayer uh, network. Another one was to be uh, involved in Zume training. Uh, another one was just no thank you. And so he gave them all this range of uh, possible um uh, responses. And the people who were there knew him well enough that they trusted him, and most of them signed up. Uh, now, it was at that point that uh, Richard began to get some serious health problems, and we kind of uh, weren't meeting. So I really don't have any firm information uh, about what happened as that group uh, continued on, but he had about three or four other groups as well um, that uh, all became well-trained disciples who were making other disciples. It's powerful. Yeah, it's incredible. 
just to recap a couple of things there, but 79 years old, almost in his 80s and in a wheelchair, I think you said for 40 years or more and, you know, working a government job and just seeing, you know, all these different pieces that, you know, sometimes we would think, oh, that would, you know, eliminate or disqualify or, you know, not have much potential when we think about using online Zume or, you know, any sort of online piece, but the reality that God is working through the unexpected in some of the most amazing ways. And to just hear Richard's legacy is really encouraging and inspiring. And so, Tim, as you were just coaching him and you have coached so many different people, what has it been like for you to walk through this coaching journey with Richard and with others? Well, it's been really the driving force of uh, my Christian life. I also pastor a church and have been uh, doing uh, church multiplication since about 2004. But um, Zume, beginning with the pandemic in 2019, 2020, really has become the focal point of my efforts. Uh, the amazing thing about it is you can start, and most of uh, the things that the, the most of the people that I start working with are people who are here in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. Uh, but as soon as you begin to disciple, one person and they get the vision, uh, the usual response is that what my disciples are doing becomes uh, a global effort. Uh, I have a a Chinese-American man who's not in Dallas. He's down in Houston. Um, I've worked with him, and he is starting uh, churches, coaching people to start churches in Dubai, in Jordan, in mainland China, uh, all from his office in Houston. Uh, I've got uh, uh, 40 new churches that have been started over in South Sudan as a result of training. Yeah, and it's incredible to even listen back on one of the previous podcast episodes that we did together, Tim, and just some of those stories of you know, as a pastor, you talked about in Texas and just the ways that the local work has gone into international work. And just, it's amazing as a coach, the relationships that you build and just get to steward in loving and caring and, and sharing the highs and the lows, you know, learning, learning from one another. So I've got one other story yeah. uh, as fresh as last week. Oh, great. Uh, I got a uh, messenger message in response to one of my Zume um, promo pieces. And this was written to me by a guy, I'm calling him John M. That's change in name to protect him. But he was writing from Nepal and he said, I need help, I need help. And of course, when I hear that, a lot of times it's, just someone who's looking for financial help, which I don't have any <laughs> to, to offer. But um, this guy said, no, that's not what I'm after. 
He said, I really need help. He said, I became a new believer last year. And when I became a new believer, my family disowned me. And so for over a year, I've not seen any of my family. I have not seen my wife. I've not seen my child. And they have all um, turned their backs on me. He said, I took that as a sign that God wanted me to be in ministry full time. And so I dedicated myself to that. He said, however, I have not had any training. I don't have anybody to guide me or to mentor me. And uh, I don't know what to do. He said, I haven't had any work in over a year. And, and I don't have any more money. I don't have any more food. And I need somebody to tell me uh, how to live as a new believer. And so we talked a little bit more, and it became clear that one of his big stumbling blocks was that he thought that as a person serving God full time, that he was not allowed to work. And uh, so I shared with him how the Bible says, no, you, you need to take care of your family through your work. And further, the Bible says that those who don't work don't eat. And when you give somebody that kind of uh, guidance, most often the response is one of being offended. Uh, but he was truly grateful for it. Uh, and nobody had ever told him about those passages in the Bible. He'd not discovered them on his own. He needed guidance. So uh, we are now, we've talked two or three times since. And... Um, uh, we're going to begin the process of raising him up to be a disciple uh, in the Zume tradition. That's wonderful. Yes. For John M. Mm, yes. Let's pray for John M. Yeah, it's beautiful how just Jesus is working in these ways that we don't even know. And just to be able to connect like that, that is an honor, Tim, for God to just give you that brother in Christ to strengthen and encourage and coach to be able to live it out. So as we kind of wrap up a little bit, we'd love to bring us back to just talking about Richard and just his life and his legacy as someone that you got to coach. Um, well, and that the word that you just used joy is one that really characterized Richard's life. Uh, he he took every curveball that was thrown at him, and he expressed joy uh, for the privilege of being able to wrestle with it. And um, I know I'm mixing metaphors there, but uh, uh, he was just an amazing person. And every time we talked, uh, he was always very positive, very upbeat. And this in spite of the fact that uh, he was confined to a wheelchair, he was dependent upon other people for many of the uh, uh, basic um, needs of life. And in spite of all that, he still, he put the Lord first and, and said, if the Lord wants this done, there's no reason why I can't figure out a way that I can contribute to, uh, to making disciples. And that's what he did. And that's what drove him towards the end of his life. 
And that's the legacy that lives on even after his passing, the reality of those that he equipped, those that he coached and discipled. And those groups, those people, the way that, you know, we might not even know the fruit that happens or is happening, but the reality that Richard multiplied himself in following Jesus and helping others follow Jesus before he died. And that is something that will continue to live on and multiply that we are all a part of. And so, Tim, thank you so much for taking the time to share and just the beautiful stories that we got to see you up close in Richard's life for me at a distance. And those listening may or may not have known him, but just the beautiful legacy that we have that it's there's never too late. There's never uh, anything that can disqualify us from pursuing Jesus and getting to turn our lives and following him and sharing that with others so that all of us can love God, love others and make disciples. So thank you, Tim. Amen. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to zume.vision. To be equipped, go to zume.training.